0: 10.3 is brought to you by Callaway. ChromeSoft isn't just another tour ball. It's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low-compression, low-spin tour ball, others said they might be onto something and tried doing the same. But they can't. Because ChromeSoft is the only ball engineered with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone was playing and loving ChromeSoft. Order the ball that changed the ball at callawaygolf.ca. Even in a city already filled with historic buildings, Ottawa's Chateau Laurier Hotel stands out as a favorite for many. But the National Historic Site has been embroiled in controversy over plans for a large addition at the back of the scenic property. I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. We look at why the addition has been so controversial, what the city's stance is, And why the hotel is so important. You know what else is important? Subscribing to this show. If you haven't already done so, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, hit subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and a review. Also, tell your friends about us. John Willing covers municipal politics for the Ottawa citizen. So, John, City Council ultimately voted to uphold a previously given heritage permit related to the Chateau Laurier Hotel but as ottawa and visitors from across canada and around the world will have to look at this once it's done let's walk things back a bit here what are they actually going to do to the chateau laurier hotel
1: well the the company that's uh, that owns the hotel is Larco investments It's a vancouver company they want to build a seven story addition to the back of the hotel. So it would essentially be between the Heritage Hotel and Majors Hill Park in Ottawa, which is a great uh, federal park. It overlooks the Ottawa River and the Rideau Canal. It's right across the canal from the Parliament buildings. So L'Oracle wants to build what is a boxy, glassy addition onto the Heritage Hotel. And it's probably been one of the most controversial planning files in the city of Ottawa in, in some time. So why do they need or want this addition? Well, they want the addition to, you know, expand the hotel and and rent out more rooms and have more meeting space and banquet space. Just a pure expansion of their asset, essentially. Uh, And, you know, there's a lot of... uh, The market's pretty good for hotel space right now in Ottawa. uh, The city has been trying to get more hotels to come into the central core. There's been more hotels actually being developed in the downtown area. So if you're someone like Larco, you want to jump on this possibility to get more people coming into your hotel, and that's why they need this big addition. So what specifically
0: was it that got everyone hot under the collar? Because, you know, it looks at least to me, and I get that I'm not in the majority or it doesn't seem like I'm in the majority. It looks like
1: just a modern hotel. What is it? What is the the frustration that people have had? Well, a lot of people just don't like that the addition doesn't look exactly like The chateau style hotel. So, uh, for people who have seen uh, the latest rendering of the addition, it's very boxy. There's a lot of glass. Recently, the architects have added more limestone to the base, but it looks very different from the castle like structure that is the heritage. Building And a lot of people, not just in Ottawa, but I think across the country who know the Chateau Laurier, want something that looks exactly like the hotel. (laughs) The the problem with that, though, Dave, is that, you know, there are some standards and guidelines around developing heritage properties. It's actually a Parks Canada standard that if you're going to add something to a heritage building, it can't look exactly like the heritage building. It's got to look somewhat like it, but really be of its own time. And that's what Larco's architects at Architects Alliance in Toronto tried to do. They tried to uh, design something that's very contemporary, very modern, but with nods to the Heritage Hotel.
0: Like it has, if I recall correctly, the kind of the the top part of it, not necessarily the roof, because I think some of the the facade has that dark metal look like the roof of the current hotel. And then as you were saying, they added some limestone so that it would look, the walls would look kind of like the walls of the Chateau Laurier. So if this all comes down to uh, like some guidelines that have been set out that say they can't build something that looks exactly like the hotel, why are people so mad at the hotel owners?
1: Well, because, you know, there is a little bit of uh, subjective reading into those guidelines. You know, the guidelines say that, they, ca- you know, a new addition can't overwhelm the heritage property. It's got to have some uh, same proportions as the heritage property. So you could go about different ways in creating an addition to a heritage property. Larco has done it one way with a very contemporary modern take on an expansion. But people, critics, and there's been a lot of them, think that they could do a lot better Better to make it look ex- a little bit like the hotel, and I think, as you pointed out with the roof line, I think a lot of people are a little upset with just the straight edge uh, roof line that would be much different than the angular uh, geometry of the original chateau building. So I think, I think that's where a lot of people are, are, are upset with. They wished it it looked a little bit, just a little bit more like the original hotel, especially when it comes to the the boxiness of the addition and especially the the roof line as well.
0: Now, the first time I went to Ottawa, I remember driving down Wellington Street and you pass the Supreme Court building, you pass the Parliament building, you go across the bridge over the canal, and there's the Chateau Laurier that has that big striking uh, front and the entrance and it all, like it, it just has presence along Wellington. Is the addition going to affect that view of it or is it the opposite end? What side will it impact?
1: Yeah, so the, the, the Vista you're talking about, the Wellington Street Vista, that famous, as you say, walk or drive east on Wellington Street uh, from the Parliament buildings, that won't be affected. It's the back end of the hotel where a parking structure was actually constructed previously. They had demolished that, and the new addition will take the spot where the parking structure was. So essentially, it's between uh, the hotel and Majors Hill Park. It's the north end of the hotel. Now, out here in
0: Alberta, uh, where I host the show from, people get worked up because we have a tendency to tear down old buildings. In Edmonton specifically, the original courthouses ceased to exist decades ago, the old post office building, things like that. But what is it about this mere addition that really is just getting under people's... uh, Craw, and was it anticipated by city officials or the architects?
1: Well, I think especially people in Ottawa uh, have an emotional connection to the Chateau Laurier. People who live in the city have gone, and not just the city, but from from wherever, have come to the Chateau to go to weddings, graduation receptions, uh, maybe just gone to hear speeches, you know, have stayed at the Chateau perhaps. So people really have a strong connection to the hotel and so if you're gonna screw around with the property in any way people want to see something that they'll be able to like and live with uh when they pass by there go and visit the chateau in the future so it's interesting to see how many people actually care about the hotel if there's one thing dave that i've learned over the past three years covering this it's that a lot of people apparently care about the chateau laurier not just in ottawa but from from all over the place and yeah the city did realize it would be a bit of a hot hot file about three years ago when LARCO did file development application. It set up a special page on the city's website for consultation, let people know whenever there was going to be a decision point. So the city knew it was going to be a hot file. I'm not quite sure council had the same appreciation though.
0: What do you think this fight says about Canadians' relationship to heritage buildings?
1: Well, I think people care. I think people care now. Every heritage property is different. When you when you get something that's very public and very uh, much loved, like the Chateau Laurier, it turns out that people really care about the future and and how how um, the hotel uh, relates to the city or heritage property relates to the city. I think there's been some lessons learned in the case of the city of Ottawa and Ottawa City Council. You know, there was a decision taken in June 2018 by council to leave the final design tweaks up to city planning staff. This happened, Dave, right before in months before a municipal election. So you can imagine in summer 2018, you know, politicians don't really want a very controversial file going into an election. But I think there were some lessons learned around Ottawa City Hall about whether uh, how much authority Council delegates to staff to make big decisions because we saw this week that a lot of council members regretted that June 2018 decision because it took the ultimate uh, say out of the hands of elected politicians. So, who has been the big opposition to this? Are there local
0: groups? Are there, you know, politicians at other levels of government? Have there been any celebrities taking up the cause?
1: Well, it was a bit of a circus on Thursday, uh, Dave, at City Hall. We had uh, Tom Green... Uh, the comedian and, and actor, he showed up in, in the gallery to to watch the council vote. Really? Uh, he's, you know, he's, he, when I talked to him in the hall, he, he remembered back to skating, skateboarding around downtown as a youth, uh, going through Majors Hill Park and, and looking up at the Grand Chateau. Uh, so apparently it, it has a very strong emotional connection for, for Tom Green.
0: You know, I think it's going to cost a lot more in the long run. You know, when people see a picture of that part of the city, Americans, people from around the world who've never been here, they think, wow, i got to go there. You know, you see, if you block things, if you start messing around with things too much, you start to lose a little bit of the impact of what we already have here, which is an incredible place place. So.
1: You know, a lot of the opposition inside the city has come from heritage advocates as well, uh, especially a a group called Heritage Ottawa, who is kind of like the watchdog community organization for heritage properties in the city. But uh, and and there's been an upstart group called the Friends of the Chateau Laurier, who uh, really care about the future of the hotel. So and outside of the city, too, they've gained a lot of support from other conservation architects, uh, heritage architects. And just uh, you know, everyday people who have have a, a, who care about the future of the hotel. It wasn't until actually yesterday after the council vote, we had Ottawa Centre. MP Catherine McKenna, the environment minister, released a statement saying that uh, she thinks that there, you know, there could be more work done on the design. It was kind of a little late, in, in my opinion, Dave. I think uh, council made its decision. Uh, Larco has its heritage permit, and now we're getting calls to, to have Larco and the city go back to the table. I can't see it happening. Mayor Jim Watson here in Ottawa has tried to reach out to the company. They're not interested in doing another iteration. So in my opinion, Dave, this project is on easy street to being developed. And I expect to see shovels in the ground uh, sometime later this year. So now that the city has essentially voted to
0: uphold the heritage permit that was
1: previously granted
0: to Larco and you expect shovels be in the ground soon, Are there any next
1: steps for opponents? Could there be a court challenge? Well, there could be. You can always haul someone to court, can't you? And I think that uh, opponents, especially the heritage advocates, are really putting their heads together. They'll probably take a week to think about it uh, and see whether there is a path to a court challenge. We heard city legal staff suggest to council recently that would be very unlikely for anyone to overturn council's decision on the heritage permit. In court, but you know, anyone can try. It'll take a lot of money. You know, it probably, if that happens, uh city taxpayers will probably have to spend some, some bucks on, on, on lawyers just to defend council's decision. So it's not done yet. Of course, you know, Ontario's uh Minister of Culture, Lisa McLeod, could could jump into the The hotel is protected by provincial heritage legislation. Uh, Municipal councils are in charge of alterations. So uh, it it could be a a provincial matter. I doubt it as well. So really, I think the only real option for opponents might be through uh, the courts.
0: Yeah, because if the local government turned around and said to Larco, no, sorry, we're going to tear up this permit, the city could find itself in a court battle against the company,
1: right? Well, exactly. If you're Larco, you have your heritage permit going back to July 2018, and all of a sudden, council pulls the rug out from under you. Of course, you know these guys. These guys have enough bucks to take uh, to take the city to court, and that was the big fear, I think, Dave from City Council, is that city lawyers were estimating to spend over two hundred thousand dollars in legal costs if council revoked the heritage permit. And Larco took the city to court. So, if you're a, a, a counselor around the table hearing those numbers, you get a little gun shy about the whole file, and you don't want to spend municipal tax money on on lawyers. So, I think that weighed on a lot of counselors' mind going into the votes this week as well. So, when is this addition to the Chateau Laurier expected to be done? Well, there's still a few hoops Larco has to jump through. It needs a minor variance from the city's committee of adjustment later this year. It has to go to the National Capital Commission, so the stewards of federal lands, uh, for a, um, a bit of a variance uh, as well in November. Nothing to do with the design, just kind of about how the the hotel lands connect with federal lands. And then they can get their building permit, and they want to have shovels in the ground later this year. And they estimate it would take up to about four years for the entire seven-story addition to be constructed.
0: Now, in the extra permitting process that they have to go through to to deal with some of the, the finer details, could there be any obstructionists related to that, or is that expected to be a smoother
1: process? Well, it should be a smoother process. I don't see many blocks at the Committee of Adjustment, which is a municipal... Uh, which is a municipal forum, but it's actually uh, overseen by citizens. At the National Capital Commission, it will be very interesting. I don't think there's much of a case to block the application, but I suspect you're going to see a lot of opponents in the community try to lean on NCC members who are from across the country uh, to try to somehow block Larco from doing this addition. Uh, I am I'm looking forward to that NCC board meeting, which is expected to happen later this year because i'd I'd love to hear what NCC members think about this addition potentially impacting the federal lands that surround the hotel. Well I guess we'll see what uh, what happens as things go forward. John, thanks for your time. All right, thanks for having me.
0: Like what you heard today. Get more of the National Post's award-winning journalism complimentary for 30 days at nationalpost.com slash podcast. Ten Three is produced by Carson Jarama. Additional production this episode from Drake Fenton. Thanks to my guest, John Willing. I'm Dave Breakenridge.
1: Thanks for listening.